the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Why does he want you to know that he is the door? He wants you to know that he is the door because as the door, he is demonstrating his love for you. Jesus says, I am the door. I'm the access control. I am the way. I am the truth. I'm the door. Everybody else were fakes and phony. I am the true door. And he says it again to us, I am the door. But this time when he said it, he paints for us, along with his statement, a verbal picture of the shepherd having watch over the sheep. What the shepherd would do, he realizes, first of all, that all out in the open field, that there's all kind of dangerous animals out there, and there's, they're coming after the sheep. They're looking for opportunities to take the sheep captive. Wolves, bears, lions. And so what the shepherd would do, he would set this pen up, and this pen is called a fold. He would determine a good place where when I bring my sheep into, they'll be able to have some good food to eat while they're in here. So he wouldn't bring them into a dirt pasture. He would bring them to a nice green pasture. He'd make sure, check all this out, so all this be lush grass and lush greenery in here, safe food for them to eat, etc. And he would start to lay out this whole encasement, this whole pen for them. And when it came time for the sheep to come in from the dangers that were out on the plane, he would put it all in place so he got it all wrapped up. Y'all see that? That's what the shepherd would do. And every good shepherd had a rod and a staff. Now, this is my staff for today. Somebody saw me walking with this the other day, and they was like, what happened to your leg, Pastor? I said, nothing. This is for illustration. And so what the shepherd would do, after he's created this pen, he would then start calling his sheep. Now, every shepherd has a unique call for his sheep, and only his sheep know his call. And nobody else can imitate his call. And even if two herds of sheep came together, and the shepherds were talking to each other, when they got ready to leave, and I've literally seen this happen, the one shepherd would begin calling his sheep, and he would start walking away. And every one of the sheep, even though they were mixed in with another herd, they would all leave that herd and follow only their shepherd. And so the shepherd would start calling his sheep in. And he'd say, Anthony, come on in. And then Anthony would come on up and and he would say, Calvin, come on in. And he would say, Colin, come on in. And he would be calling them in. And now that I've got them in the fold, I've called them into safety, away from the lions and tigers and bears. Then he would stand at the gateway, the entryway, 
And now he would sit here and he says, now I'm the door of the sheep. Now anybody coming in for the sheep, they got to come through me. And any other sheep that want to come in, they got to come in through me. And I know you might want to go in through Buddha, but Buddha ain't the door. I know you might want to come in through Confucius, but Confucius ain't the door. I know you want to kind of come in and sneak in some other way, but if you come in any other way, you're a thief and a robber because I am the door. And I'm the door of my sheep because I'm, I'm controlling who can come in. And I'm also, watch this, I'm also controlling when they come out. But watch this. Now, let's say Anthony decides he wants to come out. Now, because I'm the door, I'm the access control point. If there's any danger out there, I'm going to keep the door closed. Now, Anthony might get mad because he can't go where he wants to go. But the door is just protecting you. Lord, help me here. He's just keeping you from danger. And I know you want to push the door open. Don't push the door open. The door is in place to keep you safe. But when there is no danger out there and Anthony wants to move, I'll just move out the way and I'll open up the door and say, come on out. And when he comes out, he also still finds safe pasture. So he can go out and he can come in. Y'all still see this picture? So Jesus says, I am the door. He's the entry control point. He's the access control point to the sheepfold. I'm, I'm so glad about that. I really am so glad about that. Because as I read through this text, he says, if anyone enters by me, if he comes in by me, he will be saved from the danger out there, from the judgment out there, from the destruction out there, and will go in and out and find pasture because I'm, I'm the door. And as the door, he's always protecting the sheep because he loves his sheep because his sheep matter to him. And sometimes, as I said, we get frustrated because the door is not opening when we want it to open. But you need to hear this. The door is remaining closed for your own good. So he says, look, I am the door, first of all, and you matter to me. Secondly, he says, in verse 10 picks up, he says to them, in essence, I am the life giver. He says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So, what Jesus does after letting them know I am the door, again, to let you know I'm loving you. I'm loving on you. I'm loving my sheep by being the door. But I'm also loving on my sheep by being the life giver. He says, I want you to understand something, sheep. There is a threat to your life. You have an adversary who has three plans for your life. One of his plans is to steal your life. That, that's the plan. That's the plan of the adversary, the one that's against you. The second plan is to kill you of any life you have. He wants to take your joy. He wants to take your enthusiasm. He wants to take your worship. He wants to take your family. He just wants to kill everything in your life. That's his plan. And his plan is to destroy everything that looks like God. His plan is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you don't understand that's what your adversary is out to do, then you're going to find yourself in great danger of having your life taken. Because watch this. If the one who's coming is not bringing life, that's your adversary. So he, he's trying to help them understand there's a true difference between the one who really wants to help you. The one who really loves you is bringing life. 
but the one who doesn't care about you. He's trying to take your life. The one who loves you is putting, is, is depositing something in you positive. But the one who, who, who's a thief and a robber, he's trying to take, 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 take. Y'all need to hear this beyond just the holy and the divine level. You need to hear this on the secular level. You need to hear this on the relational level. You need to hear that the one who loves you is not the one who's trying to destroy you. The one who loves you is not the one who's taking and taking and taking and taking and never giving. The one who really loves you is depositing in you and give. oh, Lord, have mercy, and giving you life. Jesus, and they can't give what they don't have. So when you go hook up with a heathen, you need to understand a heathen doesn't have life, so they can't transfer. If they're dead, all they can bring to you is death. Jesus says, your adversary, the thief, Satan, he has been loosed. He's out on the plain out there seeking whom he may devour, and he wants to take your life. I came through 42 generations. I took off my royal diadem and glory. I stepped away from my 24-7 worship experience that I was getting from the angels that 24-7 were coming in and, and singing holy, holy. I stepped away from all that, wrapped myself up in carnal flesh, was born in a feeding trough and in a manger, and I, I came so that you might have life. I came as a life giver. I've come to give you life, to show to you I love you, to demonstrate my love for you because you matter to me. He says, I've come that you may have life. I came to give you life. Acts chapter 17 says, in him we live and move and have our being because in him is life. John says in chapter 14, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. In case you didn't catch it there, in 1 John chapter 5, he says, this is the testimony of God that he has given us eternal life. And that that life is in his son. He who has the son has life. But he who does not have the son does not have life. Because I am the life giver. Lord, help me here. And then if you just flip over there on the same page of John, John chapter 10, verse 28, he says, And I give them, that's to my sheep, I give my sheep eternal life. And they shall never perish. Does your Bible say that? Or does your Bible say they will perish when they cut up? I love this. And I give them life. I give them eternal life. I don't give them temporary life. I don't give them life and take it back because I'm not an Indian giver. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither, watch this, shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Can't nobody take from you what God gives to you. And because he's the life giver, can't nobody take the life from you. Lord, help me here. And guess what? And when we say nobody, that includes you. You can't even take the life that he gives to you. You can't mess up what God gave you because you didn't do anything to obtain it. Do you realize when God gave you everlasting life, you was already tore up from the floor? Your new sin is not going to cause God to snatch it back. He is the life giver. And he gives, Lord, I love this. He, he gives us eternal life, and we did nothing to deserve it. We did nothing to earn it. Lord, help me. That's love. When, when somebody can give you something that you didn't earn, that you didn't deserve. I mean, when you ain't cooked all week, Lord, have mercy. 
the house is dirty, the clothes are piled up in the laundry room, and she still comes home and brings you flowers, husband? I messed y'all up on that one, didn't you? That's love right there. That's love when you get blessed and you didn't deserve it. When he gives you what you didn't deserve, and he gives you not only his watch, he gives it to you and nobody can't take it from you. I love that. He, he gives his sheep eternal life. He's the life giver, he says, and no one can take it away from you. Mm -mm. I'm the life giver, and, and guess what? And you can only get life through me because you got to come through me to get into the sheepfold. And I'm the access control point. I'm at the door. I'm at the entryway. I'm the door. And you can't just go bum-rushing the door because I'm a God of all power. I don't care how much you've been working out. I don't care how much you can flex. I love this. I don't care how quick and fast you are. But in the, in the words of the songwriter, the songwriter says, uh, we've got a God that you can't go over. We've got a God that you can't go under. We've got a God that you can't go around. But you must come in at the door. So you can't come in no other way. Because I'm the door. And I'm the life giver. And the only way you can get life is you've got to come through me. Y'all still get this? So he says to us, he says, I give them life. But I came to give them life. But I didn't just come to give you life. Just eternal life. I came to give you life abundantly. I, gave, I came to give you abundant life. I came to give you life right now that's overflowing. I came to give you life right now that's full of fulfillment. You don't have to wait until you get to heaven and have uh, this kind of, this abundant life. No, I want you to have and enjoy it right now. A lot, a lot of Christians walk around with sour faces and looking all miserable, talking about, mm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be happy when I get the glory. And they waiting to get the glory. And, and while they down here, they miserable. Uh, well, at least they look miserable. They don't make Christianity look like something you even want to be a part of. Face all, sour puss. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. God is good all the time. Ain't all the time God is good. Really? No, I came that you may have life right now and have it more abundantly right now. I came for you to have joy right now. I came for you to have a good time right now and to have it more abundantly. You ain't got to wait till you get to heaven to enjoy yourself. Christianity is not a curse. This is a blessing from God. And so I came to give you life, and I came to give it to you more abundantly. Y'all still here with me? So, so, so he goes on, and, and the third thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. He says, first of all, I am the door. Second of all, I am the life giver. But thirdly, picking up at verse number 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Then he goes on and talks about the hireling, who is not the good shepherd, the one who does not own the sheep. He sees a wolf coming, takes off, breaks west, and he's gone. Flees. Uh, the wolves come in, eat the sheep, scatter them about. The hireling flees because the hireling, uh, because he's a hireling. He, he's working for money. You know, he don't care about the sheep. He cares about the money. Jesus says, I want you to know I love my sheep and you matter to me because I am the door. I want you to know I'm loving on my sheep and you matter to me. Because I'm the life giver. But finally, I want you to know that 
you matter to me and I'm loving you because I am the good shepherd. I'm, I'm a good shepherd, he says. I am the good shepherd, not a good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd loves his sheep. Lord Jesus. The good shepherd is the door. The good shepherd is the life giver. The good shepherd, unlike the thief and the robber and the fake and the phony one who seeks to take your life, the good shepherd comes to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. The good shepherd is the one who, watch this, who gives his life for the sheep. The good shepherd is standing as the door. When the bear comes, the good shepherd is coming and he's standing at the door. When the lion comes, the good shepherd is there with his rod and his staff to beat off and put his life on the line for the sheep. The good shepherd went to Calvary 2,000 years ago and when sin demanded the cost that had to be paid, he said, I'll pay it. He gave his life for his sheep. He died for his sheep. He is the lamb that is slain for the sheep. He is the propitiatory sacrifice for the sheep. He is the substitutionary offering for you and I. He gives his life for the sheep. And he didn't count himself so above it all. But no, he took on the form of no reputation, became flesh like you and I, and died in a a fleshly body gave his life in a cursed way now he didn't just take sleeping pills and fall off the sleep no he was crucified he endured the pain and the shame that we deserve to go through he gave his life for the sheep he is the one who gives it all up takes the sting out of death for us death no longer has a stinger because jesus took the stinger out of death. He is the good shepherd because the good shepherd loves his sheep. He gives his life for his sheep. He's not like the hireling, he says, because the hireling, first of all, the hireling doesn't own the sheep. That's like I'm hiring somebody to watch your kids. You sit down with them and you negotiate the price. Okay, I'm going to pay you X number of dollars. You watch my kids. I'm going out tonight. I'm going to be out from 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock. We might be home by 11 at the latest, we're going to pay you X number of dollars an hour. The hireling says, okay, the money sounds good. I'll take the job, even though your kids are bad. <laughs> Could you imagine being hired to watch God's kids? Lord, have mercy. God's kids bad, too. So they take the price. But the kids don't belong to the hireling. And so when danger breaks out, when the wolves come, the hireling is thinking, this is my life on the line now. So it's either save me or save them kids that they paying me $10 an hour to watch. I'm going to tell you something. Your kids don't stand a chance because the hireling is just like the hireling in his text. He is gone because the sheep don't belong to him. And he doesn't care about the sheep because he's a hireling. Jesus said, I'm not a hireling. I own the sheep. I made the sheep. I breathe breath into the sheep. I love my sheep. And so, therefore, no matter what danger comes towards my sheep, I'm going to give my life. I'm going to stand between death and my sheep. And I'll take on death for the purpose of my sheep. I'll take on the bear for the purpose of my sheep. I'll take on the lion for the purpose of my sheep. 
I'll take on the wolves for the purpose of my sheep. Because I'm the door. I'm in between the danger and the sheep. And I'm not letting nothing come in and take over my sheep because I love my sheep. Y'all see this? And so he says, look, I'm a good shepherd. I'm not like the hireling. I know the sheep. I know each and every one of them. I made them. And I own them. And I care about them because they matter to me. I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know whether you came in wondering whether or not you matter in this world. Whether or not you may be listening via live stream or on the radio. And you may be thinking, you know what? I'm thinking about taking my life because it just seems like nothing matters. Nobody cares about me. I want you to know that's a lie from the devil. God loves you. And he loves his sheep. And he cares so much for you that he gave his life for you. No one else would do that. No other faith even protests that. No other religion even suggests that someone would give their life for you and take on your sin. No one else even comes close to even making that claim because they don't own you. They don't care about you. All they care about is what monies they can get out of you. That's what hirelings do. Hirelings work for money. They work for what they can get. And when they've gotten what they're going to get, because they're a thief and a robber, they'll leave you dead because they came to steal, kill, and destroy. I hope this is making sense. Jesus closes out here in the portion that we've read. He says the hireling flees because the hireling does not care about the sheep. To the contrary, Jesus does care about you. And he says finally in verse 14, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. If you're a child of God, you know your God. If you are one of his sheep, you know him. And you know his voice. Another they will not follow. The scripture lets us know. And perhaps God has called you and is calling you into the sheepfold. And in the sheepfold, there's eternal life. In the sheepfold, there's safety. In the sheepfold, there's abundance of life. Today, I don't know how you came in or why you came in or where you came in or where you're listening and where you might be. But God is saying, come unto me, all you who are laboring and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come into the sheepfold. Come on in. But you got to come through me. He who believes that I am the son of God shall have everlasting life. You confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised me from the dead. You shall be saved. I'm going to bring you safety. I'm going to bring you safety. Come on in. What else I got to do? I've done all the work for you. I died for you. I gave my life for you. I paid the price for you. You just come in and surrender to me. But you got to come in through the door. You can't climb up no other way. You can't get in no other way. You got to come in at the door. And if you think you're going to get in some other way, I got a rod and a staff and I'm going to take care of you. Father in heaven, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts even now, God. Maybe someone doesn't know you. And you're calling them into the sheepfold. You're calling them in out of the darkness, out of the danger, away from the wolves, away from the lions, away from the tigers and bears, away from the dangers of the judgment that is yet to come. And you're calling them to yourself. They hear your voice because you've predestined them to this eternal life. You've assigned in their heart a way of hearing the voice of God. They, they may not have attributed it to being the voice of God, but they know that something's calling them away from the life that they've been living, and that's your voice. So God, call them out today. Call them into the sheepfold. 
Cause them to come to you. Cause them to surrender their hearts and their lives to you today. Have your way, God, in this invitation time. And we'll give your name the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.